ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Tuesday, August 23rd. Your drive begins now. ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I am your host, Paul Swan. Our phone line this hour is 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Text line 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. You can find me on Twitter as well, at Paul Swan. We're going to get into that a little bit later on. I've got a poll question up right now. And I thought that would be what we would mostly talk about today. I was going to address this early in the show, but I'm going to have to go full out now because Marshall has addressed it. Yesterday, it really started to take life of its own about Rasheen Ali. The rumors were starting to go out. And in a place like Huntington and a university like Marshall, it's hard to keep a secret. It's hard to keep anything under wraps for a long time. It's just hard. People talk. Well, I heard this. Well, I saw that. Message boards. People go on message boards. You know, they you know, people in the athletic department try to get us all the information that we need. And sometimes they can't tell us everything. But you know, there was a lot of rumbling, a lot of news, a lot of speculation, a lot of everything coming out about Rasheen Ali. Where was he? Why wasn't he out at fan day, he wasn't there. He was also supposed to be uh, at a, a meeting. Well, it's a signing. Yeah, Huntington Quarterly had him uh, going to be there like for a meet and greet. And that was postponed, and, and that was due to a family situation. And that came out from Huntington Quarterly's Twitter account. So that added to a lot of this. You didn't seem really – I mean, honestly – Practice is closed, so for the most part, not too many people knew he wasn't out there on on practice, on during scrimmaging. It, 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 but it gets out. So you're wondering, okay, where's Rasheen at? And he's someone you can't really just hide. You can't squirrel him away somewhere and hope that no one doesn't really notice. You can't do that because he's Rasheen Ali. He's one of your most important weapons coming back from last year's season. So why did the internet just blow up? I'm starting to get people to DM me, to text me, hey, what's going on with Rasheen? What's going on? What are you hearing? What do you know? And the university addressed it today. So this morning, statement comes out from Marshall. It is uh, from Coach Huff. And it reads, Rasheen will be away from the team for some time. As soon as he is mentally, physically, and emotionally ready to return, he will be back. Our team and staff are doing a great job of supporting him, and we are looking forward to getting him back soon. We do not have an anticipated return date at this time. When we do, we will let everyone know. Out of privacy and respect for Rasheen and his family, we will not com- comment further on this topic until he is back with us. So, university addresses today that, you know, hey, he's um, he's going to be away for a little bit. And addressed him being away 
by saying as soon as he's mentally, physically, and emotionally ready to go, he's, he's going to come back. So that's all we're going to get. You might hear something. Marshall's not going to comment on it. You might think you know something. You might be right. You might not be. But that's all we're going to get. At least the university addressed it today because it was out there. It wasn't something that you kind of hope, okay, maybe nobody notices. You can't really hide your, your star running back. And as much as you might want to, you can't hide him. That's the difficulty here. It's like, hey, why isn't your star quarterback out there? Why isn't your star running back out there? Why isn't your star wide receiver out there? You can't you can't let that go too long. You have to address it because if not, we will. And whatever we say might turn into a bigger story than the actual story. So university making that. Now, that's a huge blow. I don't care what the talent and depth chart looks like. That's a huge blow to Marshall. What does that mean? That means you're going to see more depth, hopefully, step up. You're going to have to see a guy like Ethan Payne step up. We talked about him yesterday. I said you might see a lot more of him. Remember? If you didn't hear the show yesterday, I said you might see more of Ethan Payne. He might be more prominent than you think. And if you didn't hear what Coach Huff had to say, let me play it for you again. It's uh, it's about a minute. Listen to him talk about his progress and about he's sort of foreshadowing it. If, if you really listen to it, he's foreshadowing what we know now. Yeah, I think Ethan is is obviously one of the guys we got to decide, do we have a two-back rotation or do we have a three? Um, and then the reality of it is, you know, I've been coaching running backs for a very long time. I've never went through a season where you just ran two. At some point, that third guy is going to become the second guy or the first guy I've been in situations. So I think it was good for him today um, to kind of get all of the system and not just, hey, you know, Ethan's going in with the twos or the threes, you know, hey, you're, you're in there from the start. You're in there on too many. You're in there on third down. Hey, you're coming out because we're doing something special. You're going back in. I think that's really good for him. Um, he's grown a lot. Um, he's gotten a lot more agile. You know, he was kind of uh, the uh, Al Bundy when he first got here, which was just straight ahead, run everything over. Um, he's changed his body a lot. He's got a lot more agile. I think his brother showing up and being a little more athletic than him challenged him. Uh, we always pick on him about that. But uh, he's done a really good job. Coach was foreshadowing a little bit. You're going to have to have some guys step up. You're going to have to have some guys be ready. And we're going to see a little bit more of Ethan Payne until Rasheen is back. That's still a big blow to this team. Now, is it a detrimental blow? No, not necessarily. When's the last time we thought, oh, wow, that's going to be a big blow? Remember a guy that used to be on the team? Remember a guy who... You thought, what do we do now? What do we do now? Brendan Knox. What do we do now? Rasheen Ali. What do we do now? So this is opportunity for some some depth to step up. If you're on that depth chart, you better step up. You're going to have to come out. You're going to have to step up now. You're going to have to show Yet you're ready. You're next man up. Remember that? 
Next man up. That's what we're going to have to see. We're going to have to see somebody step up in this next man up. And I think you're going to see, hopefully, some good performances from Kalen LeBourne. I've liked what I've seen of him so far. And we're now seeing more of Ethan Payne. And you're going to have to hope that LeBourne is ready to really take charge. And he can be backed up by Ethan Payne. Or yeah, maybe Ethan will win the job while Rasheen's gone. I mean, the competition is open. There's the opportunity now. As much as we don't want Rasheen Ali to be out, now's the opportunity. A guy like Ethan Payne is going to have to step up and take hold of that opportunity. Make it harder for Rasheen to come and get his job back. Same thing for Kalen LeBourne. An opportunity now exists for these guys to, to take hold of that position and to hang on to it and make it tougher so when Rasheen comes back, when that is, when he's ready to go, Make it tougher on Rasheen to get that job back because you're not just going to say, okay, Rasheen's back, put him in. Yeah, you're going to look at this situation and can Rasheen go? Is he, is he physically ready to go? Is he emotionally ready to go? Is he mentally ready to go? You're going to have to factor all those things in. You know, is putting him in going to win us the game? Do we have to work him back in? You know, what, what the situation is when he is ready to – Take the field once again. Those are going to be things you're going to have to, to keep in mind. But that's where we're at right now. You know, We're going to have to hope that Kalen LeBourne can take over and be the guy until Rasheen comes back and make it hard on Rasheen to be the guy again. And you're going to have to hope that a guy like Ethan Payne can try to be the guy and make it tough on Kalen LeBourne or – He's going to be the guy, and, and LeBourne's going to have to maybe fight him for the spot. You know, you're going to see multiple backs. That's the one thing I'm certain of. You're, you're going to see more than one guy out there running the ball. I'm just hoping that Marshall can fill that spot, and there are opportunities to be had, and they're taken advantage of. And then we hope that Rasheen can come back. And when he's ready, when he's set to go, He's back, and Marshall's going to be much better when he's back. But he definitely is a he's a blow to the offense. And I understand why you want to keep this quiet as well. I, I was having this conversation. On the one hand, if I'm Coach Huff right now, I don't want to tell anybody anything. I don't want to talk to Luke Creasy. I don't want to talk to Paul Swan. I don't want to talk to Chuck Landon. I don't want to talk to Keith Morehouse. I don't want to talk to any of these guys about injuries and things like that. I want to keep that in-house. But you can't keep that quiet too long. People notice he's gone. People notice he's not practicing. People go and speculate, so you have to get in front of that. But injury reports are not uniform in college football. It's... It's not like the NFL where, and again, I don't even know where the line is anymore. It's very blurred. But injury reports, I think injury reports should be a thing in college athletics. I mean, we got a lot of money on college athletics now. There's a lot of money happening. And we get 
truly, we get things about HIPAA confused to the point where I'm going to have to refresh myself on exactly all the HIPAA laws. I mean, I understand you want to respect someone's privacy, but at the same time, I think we use that as a crutch sometimes. But if I'm a coach, I don't want the other team to know what my injury situation is because they don't have to tell me. If they can keep their injury situation better concealed, then I don't know. I don't know what's going on on their roster when it's time to play. Who's injured? Well, okay, yeah, we know the quarterback might be injured. He didn't play in the first game. so Or we don't know if the quarterback's going to be a game-time decision. Got to get ready, got to prepare for that quarterback or a running back. Yeah. So right now, you might not have to prepare as much for Rasheen Ali. You don't know if he's going to be out there. You might prepare for him a little bit, but you don't have to necessarily prepare for him. You gotta, okay. What's this? Uh, what's this LeBorn guy about? What do we know about him? All right, coach is high on Ethan Payne. And really, I'm not worried about the first game. And this is no disrespect to Norfolk State. Norfolk State comes in as a as a worthy, competent first opponent to help you prepare for the rest of the season. You are opening up with a competent opponent, an opponent that will give you what you need. I believe Marshall will win, but that doesn't mean that I don't think that Norfolk State won't come in and be competitive. Now, I'm not saying they're going to be better than the herd. I'm just saying they'll compete. They'll challenge you. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that they're going to go out there and, and you know, blow Marshall off the ball, and next thing you know, they're going to win this thing. No, I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is you know, they get scholarships too, and, and these kids are going to be you know, ready to go, and they're going to play hard, and they're going to give you a stiff challenge, and you're going to get everything you possibly want out of it. You, you might blow them out of the stadium. The score might be 50, 60 points. I don't know. At the same time, I'm not going to look down my nose at Norfolk State and go, oh, man, Norfolk State, uh, yeah, why is Marshall playing that? i tell you why Marshall's playing it. Playing that game because it's a home game. You, you wanted a home game. You want to open up at home. And you want to have an opponent that you can get a good test from, but you can beat. Test the team. Challenges the team, but you can still beat. And you can work some things out with that first game before you get ready for Notre Dame. See where I'm going with this? And now, all of a sudden, I'm thinking, hey, isn't it great that Marshall's got Norfolk State as the first game before Notre Dame? Because then we can really see, we can really get some work out there for, for LeBorn, for Ethan Payne, give those guys some opportunities to go through a real game this season with the herd and put everything in place before you go out there against Notre Dame. And I was sitting there thinking, okay, what's my revised projection of what the herd record's going to be? Do I stay with nine and three? Do I stay with nine and three? That's my projection. That's where I'm at right now. Nine and three. Where are the wins and losses coming from? 
I think the toughest games are going to be App State. I think Coastal Carolina. I think Notre Dame. I think Louisiana. So maybe nine and three, eight and four. I mean, ten and two would be great. Undefeated is always what you're shooting for. But I'm, I'm thinking, okay, no disrespect to anyone, but I think Notre Dame's a little bit better. They're going to be really good. I don't think Marshall's going to go in there and shock the world. I think Notre Dame's going to be ready for Marshall. But anything could happen. It's just now you got to go in there possibly without Rasheen Ali. You have to go out there and and try to find a way to win that game without Rasheen Ali. And we hope that Rasheen comes back. 100% ready to go because mental health is important. Physical health is important. And we're not living in the world anymore where if you're going through something both physically and mentally that we're going to look a little different at that. Uh, you know, toughen up, kid, right? We're not going through That's not the world we live in anymore. I, I don't Well, I don't think we do. If we do, then we need to change that narrative real quick because I think mental health is important. So, you know, if he's taking some time away from the game and the university is supporting him and he's going to get himself mentally right, emotionally set, physically ready, physically able, heal himself in all three of those, I think, important facets of, of being a football player. I mean, you got to be mentally ready. You got to be emotionally set. You you got to be physically healthy. You got to be physically able to go. You got to have all three in unison to go out there. And if one's out of whack, the other two are out of whack. Or if all three are out of whack, you know, whatever the the ultimate you know, combination is of, of where he's at, you got to let him go do that. While at the same time we can talk about, hey, this is going to be a this is going to be a tough road for the herd here. I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but Norfolk State should be a winnable game. But after that, Notre Dame is, as Coach would say, real. Bowling Green, I always thought Bowling Green was a good program. To this day, I think Bowling Green on any given year is a good team out of the Mid-American Conference. And Troy, well, Troy's beaten Marshall before. Troy's had success against Marshall before. We'll see how well Marshall can do against Troy, but that's a tough three games uh, on the road before you get back home against Gardner-Webb. And speaking of games at home and games on the road, uh, that's where we're going next here. And if you're on Twitter, I need you to go vote right now. Go find my Twitter account, at Paul Swan. I've got the poll up right now. I put it up last night. And I'm going to be honest with you. Thanks. Fans caught it real quick. I had I had Ohio and Marshall as my choices. And somebody posted, hey, you need to check that poll. I, I fixed that. And it was a great line that, you know, Marshall sometimes is its own worst enemy or its own greatest nemesis. It was hilarious. 
But the, the poll question is up. It's real simple. Would you rather Marshall face Ohio or Middle Tennessee? Because we, we know what the schedule looks like here. There's been a schedule change. There's been an addition to the schedule. We know that there's a change here. So would you rather Marshall face Ohio or Middle Tennessee? I've got the poll results, and one team is running away with it right now. And you've got an opportunity to vote as well. And you can find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan. Of course, we're taking your text this hour as well, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We'll talk about the schedule change. I've got the poll. We're going to get into that when we continue with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our text line is open, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I'm your host, Paul Swan. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So Marshall's got this non-conference home-in-home series now between... We've got the Blue Raiders. It's, it's Marshall and Middle Tennessee, the Blue Raiders. Now... I like Middle Tennessee. Don't get me wrong here. I like Middle Tennessee, and it's set for September 20th, 2025. That's going to be in Murfreesboro. And then the return game, September 12th, 2026, that's going to be right here in Huntington. The news comes out. FBS schedules, my go-to source for scheduling. Now, what has changed on the schedule? So Marshall's going on the road. And you look at the schedule, what changed? Well, the game against the Bobcats on September 20th, 2025, well, that's conflicting now because, well, you can't play Middle Tennessee and Ohio on the same day. So Middle, you got a two-game series with Middle. you got a home and a home, and Ohio is not on that date now. So I asked the question, first of all, if you had your if you had your choice, you could only you can only play one. If you can play both, that's great. I'm okay with that. But if you could only play one, which one would you like to see Marshall play? Would it be Ohio or would it be Middle Tennessee? And this is a runaway. I mean, this is this is total pole domination. Now, of course, this is not scientific, but it should be. With and I've got about five hours left on the poll here because it was late when I put it up. I, did, I didn't end it. So I don't think middle can catch up. But with 91% of the votes, Ohio is the runaway favorite. Heard fans. Well, let me rephrase this. This could be anybody. It could be anybody just wants to watch a college football game. I, I, didn't, I didn't single herd fans out here. I'll just leave. I'll leave that. I mean, could this, be, this could be Ohio fans voting too. I don't know. There's no demographics here on this, but would you rather Marshall face Ohio or Middle Tennessee? And 91% of you said Ohio. Middle Tennessee, 9%. So that could change. That that could change here within the next few hours before this thing totally locks. But as of right now, over 90% of you say, look, we want to see the herd play Ohio. And I get it. I get it completely. 
texter wrote in a few minutes ago, really hate losing Ohio at home and a seven-game home schedule in 25. Just have to hope there's more to this than meets the eye. Middle moves the needle about as much as Eastern Michigan or FIU for me. So, we're comparing Middle now to FIU or Eastern Michigan. And if you don't know, let me explain. FIU, you should know. You should know FIU right now. If I have to explain that one, you haven't been paying attention or you're new. And if you're new, FIU, Florida International, is just they have they have a football program. That's what we know about them. I mean, their soccer team's pretty good. Beat the herd last season. Soccer's good. Football, it's there, I guess, for purposes whatever the purposes are FIU has football that's great I don't know what it does for them I don't know if anyone really goes to those games but FIU has football Eastern Michigan a an opponent that for the longest time herd fans just cared little about probably still do there was no excitement going to Ypsilanti Michigan Back in the Mid-American Conference days, Ypsilanti, Ypsilanti, Ypsilanti. So Middle Tennessee is now, Middle Tennessee is the Conference USA equivalent of Eastern Michigan. Okay, as a destination, though, let me ask you this. As a destination, and, and honestly, answer this honestly. Do you care more about opponents or destination or do you want both? Do you want to have your cake and eat it too? Your cake and eat it too. You want to have good opponents and destination. Uh, texter, I'm sorry, tweeter, tweet, tweeter. Uh, the uh, the twitters reply. What sport? And. I guess volleyball is a thing. So volleyball, maybe. Uh, this is football. You know what? Anything. I'll open that up. I'll allow that. Um, one reply. Since rejoining FBS in 1997, we're going back here. Analytics now happening here. The average Ohio at Marshall game has averaged 27,914 fans while the average MTSU at Marshall game is average 25,677 fans, not including the 2020 attendance-limited pandemic season. So asterisks here. Ohio at Marshall feels like the more meaningful game. Ohio at Marshall, Marshall, Ohio, whatever the case may be. Athens is a, Athens is a great trip. And I have more fun with... Ohio than I would against middle because I know Ohio grads. I know people went to Ohio. I work with people who went to Ohio. It's fun to have a rivalry with them. It's a good, fun rivalry. This isn't a bitter, hated, there's no angst here. It's just like, hey, we got to get after those guys. Can't be losing Ohio. Can't, you can't lose Ohio. Right, and that's the kind of that's the level we're at here. It's cool. You can go to Athens 
and it's all right. It's fun because you're gonna you're gonna have a good time. You can get after those fans and get after you. You're gonna have a good time, and afterwards, everybody's probably hanging out, having a good time, right? That's that's the kind of rivalry you have there, and there'll be people there, and it's an easy road trip. Texture writes in, I can go on vacation anywhere I want. I want to play teams I care about who will bring fans here too. Now, will Ohio bring the fans in more than Middle Tennessee? Do you think that the amount of fans that will come in to see Marshall and Ohio at Jones C. Edwards Stadium will be greater, equal to, or less than Middle Tennessee? Greater than, equal, or less than? Which one do you think that is? I know this. You can go to both. Both you can get to. It's not It's not that hard to get to either game. Not You, you just you plan ahead. You can get down to Middle Tennessee quite easily here. If it's, a, you know, it's an after, mid-afternoon game, maybe. You can, go to, you can go to Athens. It's a nice short drive. Go to Athens. Go watch the herd take on the Bobcats at Frank Solich Field at Peden Stadium. By the way, we didn't get a chance to talk about that. Frank Solich Field at Peden Stadium. One of my favorite college football coaches, Frank Solich. He was he was old school, but he was good. He was one of those. You would you would see him in a black and white movie. Just put him in a suit instead of the the golf shirt, the polo. You could put him on the sideline with the cap, you know, the hat, the suit, the tie. You could do that. That I mean, he was he was kind of that movie old school coach. He knew his football. I, I really thought that Nebraska messed up on that, and Ohio got a chance to take advantage of that. So Frank Solich Field at Peden Stadium. That's pretty cool. I would like to see the herd go up to Frank Solich Field at Peden Stadium. I, I want that. That series should be played every year. Let's, let's look at this. Look at the 2022. I, that's the schedule I got in front of me. Let's look at this here. Uh, I would like to see Marshall play every year. Ohio. Of all the teams in the Mid American Conference, I would like to see Marshall and Ohio. Every single year. And it could be it could be the first game. It could be your opener. You could open with them either at home or on the road. That could be your – I wouldn't put them at the end. I wouldn't put them at the end as the last game out of conference before yeah, possibly conference championship. I wouldn't do that. But I would have – that would be a game that I have every year, Marshall, Ohio. It's an easy automatic it's an easy automatic. When Marshall played more, okay, now listen to me. Marshall played Moorhead State when both teams were on the same level. I thought that was a fun series. It was close by. Now I get it. You're your Division One program, and you're going to go and play middle, and you think that's going to be a great destination for for the university fans. But you tell me, you're the fans. Hey, I'm going to be covering the game. I, I don't really get to go travel anyway, so it doesn't bother me. I don't get to travel doing what I do on Saturdays. I'm here. Whatever the
the game location is. I'm here. If it's at Marshall, I'm there. If it's on the road, I'm here. So the travel doesn't bother me. Marshall could play anywhere. Marshall could play in Texas. The time is the only thing that gets me. How conducive is it to the fans there? But So you tell me. You tell me if is it destination, is it an opponent? Do you want to tra- you want to travel somewhere fun? You want to travel somewhere close? You want to play someone fun? You want to play somewhere you know, where it's fun? You tell me. That's where I'm at right now. Text line 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. And so far I'm getting some texts in. I'm, I'm going to combine a few of them. Uh, middle, middle's boring. Middle doesn't bring fans. Ohio brings fans. Middle doesn't have fans. Yeah, so you're you're basically saying middle doesn't have fans, middle doesn't bring fans, middle's boring. Ohio fans come here. Middle's okay to football team. It's just combining some of these. So nobody's happy about at least that's the that's the unscientific scientific poll going on right now. Nobody's happy about middle. Rather would play if you had your choice, you'd rather play Ohio. You'd rather the herd face off against Ohio. Doesn't matter the sport. I I open it up. Any sport. So I acknowledge the volleyball question earlier. Yes, volleyball, everything. Marshall, Ohio. Marshall should play Ohio and everything. Basketball, football, volleyball, soccer, softball. Baseball, whatever. What do we got? Let's play. Text line. Keep it open. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. More on this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Thanks for keeping it right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. we got Pirates baseball coming up tonight. Are you excited for the Pirates? 640 is our airtime here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm excited for the Pirates. I know you are too. More excited for the Bengals. That's coming up on Saturday. We've got that for you. Preseason football, third game. That's what I'm excited for. Maybe we get to see Joe a little bit. Maybe. Whatever the case may be, Bengals football right here all season long. Your AFC champions, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Uh, let's check the poll question. we got a poll question going on right now. We've been talking about Marshall. And the game that was to be scheduled in a few years from now is going to be replaced. So, Marshall's on the road, September 20th, 2025. We're a, few day, we're a few days and years away from that. We're a few years. Plans can change. But Bobcats, that was going to be the home opponent on September 20th, 2025. Now that game has been replaced on the schedule with a home-and-home home with Middle Tennessee. And Middle Tennessee will be the road opponent for the Thundering Herd that same day. And then the return game is going to be September 12, 2026. So that's where we're at with that. Uh, The poll question that I asked you was, 
if you would like to see Marshall play one of the two, which one would it be? Would you rather Marshall face Ohio or Middle Tennessee? And uh, we have got 147 votes, so thank you. Thanks for It's basically who wants to see Marshall Middle, and that's 9%. Marshall versus Middle Tennessee, 9% of you. This unscientific but scientific poll, because it's you voting on my poll, so that makes it that this is the gospel here. Ohio, 91% of you. I mean, Ohio's running away with this thing. If I could just lock it now, we'll be done with it. Let's just let's get get this bludgeoning over with here. Nobody wants to see Middle Tennessee and Marshall. If you had to choose between the opponent, would you rather see Marshall and Middle or Marshall and Ohio? Now, remember, Middle Tennessee, also the school that kind of kept Western Kentucky from leaving Conference USA because the MAC was looking to do it. The MAC would have done it. Okay, Western Kentucky, Middle Tennessee, making that jump over to the MAC, and Middle was like, no, we're a Southern school. Really? You're a Southern school? I mean, have you seen Conference USA? It's all over the map. Playing in the Mid-American Conference, it it would have been a it would have been a difficult chore, I'm sure. I don't know how exciting Conference USA football is going to be for you compared to playing in the Mid-American Conference, but honestly, I'm happy where Marshall's at now in the Sun Belt. In hindsight, I kind of wish Marshall would have stayed in the MAC and forgot. Conference USA because I don't believe it was the conference you thought you were getting into because I remember the presentations I remember oh, we're going to be playing Cincinnati, going to be playing Louisville, look at the footprint I mean, look at the geography of this thing now you're in the Sun Belt Look at the schools you're going to be playing. Look at the footprint. Look at the geography of this thing. The difference here is I don't see teams in the Sun Belt bolting for the American. I don't see teams in the Sun Belt bolting for anything other than maybe if a Power 5 offer came. Old Dominion's out the door. Obviously, Old Dominion's out the door. It's a program trying to position itself. It's out the door. It's not leaving to the American. I don't know. Would would Old Dominion go to the American? Because maybe the Sun Belt establishes itself as the premier power five alternative. The number one group of five conference. It's like a P6, but it's not. Because you have the Autonomy 5 and everybody else. And honestly, uh, here soon we're going to have the Power 2. That's going to be the Big Ten and the SEC. And then everybody else. You're going to have like a middle tier. You're going to have a Power 2. Then you're going to have an Autonomy 3, whatever you want to call that. And then you're going to have the rest of the schools. And you're going to have tiers to this. And my hope is that the Sun Belt becomes a very strong league outside of the Power Five, which can compete 
at all levels. Because it's going to possibly bigger conferences and a little more consolidation. Power two. Remember that. That's what we're going to see here. We're going to see a power two situation. But I, I like I like the sub though. Because right now, I'm looking at the, the East Division. I can't really say how excited I would be if I was in the West Division. Maybe if Marshall was more of a Western Division type school, I would be happy. But I don't have a problem now with any of the West Division schools. Southern Miss is over there. We like Southern Miss. Yeah, Texas State, okay, you got to have the Texas school, fine. Uh, Louisiana Monroe, Louisiana, like Louisiana right off the bat. Arkansas State, South Alabama, Troy. Those are fun. Those are fun games. I, I I like. And then on the East Division, I every year like seeing Appalachian State. I think I'm going to really enjoy Coastal Carolina. I definitely want to see Georgia Southern. I know I want to see James Madison, Old Dominion. That's a good carryover from Conference USA. And I don't know about some of you. I think Georgia State's going to be a lot better than maybe some of you are giving them credit for. And the credit that they're getting, I think, is due. That's where it's at right now. This is a tough East Division, and I like it. A hundred percent. I just hope Marshall can be competitive in this thing. And we hope that Marshall will be at full strength sooner than later. And if you weren't with us earlier at the top of the show, Rasheen Ali will be stepping away from the team while he is um, taking care of some personal issues, whatever those issues may be. We will, we will leave it as such. I won't go into too many speculations. I have a good idea, but that's uh, that's not where I'm going today. You know, he's going to have to take care of himself mis- physically and mentally, and that's where I will go. He's got to take care of some things. He's he's not going to be able to be on the field, so he's going to be away from the team for some time, taking care of some some issues, whatever those issues may be. Uh, we will respect his uh, we'll respect his privacy at this point, as Marshall has addressed it, and so we know it. And now we'll respect his privacy. And when he's back, we'll be excited to see him come back. And hopefully he'll be ready to go. But in the meanwhile, we're going to hope that Marshall can get some good production. And maybe we'll find a, a new star already in the making. We know that Kalen LeBourne is going to be good. I think he's going to be good. Ethan Payne, I think we're going to see a lot more of him. So we're going to hope that those two, and maybe someone else steps up. Maybe someone else steps up. And when Rasheen comes back, it's very difficult for him to, to regain his starting job. He doesn't just walk into it. It's like, you got to earn this spot. These guys have stepped up and proven themselves, so you're going to have to show why you're the better option. But I don't think that will be uh, too much of a concern right now. It's just getting back ready to go. But the university appreciates uh, the university addressing it today, and, and that's um, that's something that I hope continues. That you know, When things like this happens – the university will address it because, again, it's not like the NFL where you're releasing injury reports. You're not – I mean, coaches will address things as, uh, as they see fit, but it's not the NFL where you have injury reports because everybody gets to see it. There's a lot more money on the line here 
especially with gambling, right? Legalized sports betting, things like that. I mean, that I'm not saying that influences it, but with the NFL, you know, you know what's happening. You try to dance around it a little bit. If you're Bill Belichick, you try to dance, you dance around it as much as you can. Questionable. Have some fun with the uh, injury roster here. Questionable. Likely. You don't have that in college football. I think you should. But with that said, we are out of time. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. If you missed any part of the program or if you can't listen every day and you want to catch it, the best thing to do is subscribe. And really, let me let me explain that. Because, again, my dentist, he, he, my dentist thought I was asking him for money. And, yes, I am. I'm asking you for money. When I pay you, you should give them that back. Is you follow the show. It's free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Or if there's something else that you use to get your podcast, we're there. If we're not, tell them you want us there. And they'll get us. And you can listen to the show on demand. We post it uh, nightly. And it's a great way to catch up. If you missed anything, you can go back and get it. Or if you can't listen live, I appreciate you listening on the podcast. That does it for this edition of The Drive. Thanks for tuning in on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington. This is your radio home for Pittsburgh Pirates baseball. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.